Well, welcome back to Average Joe podcast, or as we like to refer to it now, uh, coffee hour, apparently. <laughs> We've been discussing the, uh, the pros and cons of chewing coffee beans straight to uh, inhale the caffeine and the needed buzz to get through the afternoon doldrums. But um, why am I still talking? You guys if, take if, over. Yeah, if it's good enough for Jesus, yeah. it's good enough for me. That's Did fine. Jesus drink coffee? He oh, chewed boy. it. Here he chewed go. it. Yeah. Yeah. Organic. Is that in scripture? Do we know that for sure? <laughs> yeah. Was that like oh, part yeah. of... As the good was that the last breakfast versus the last supper? Yeah. It was <laughs> before the uh, It was before the fall though, right? Before the before fall? Before he could eat meat. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going back to that conversation. Yeah, I had meat, so I got it. Uh, coffee. We're going to talk about... Uh, this Sunday we're talking about the, the last breakfast with Jesus. Um... You know, they, we're going to talk about the, the seashore. The seashore. Yeah. Mm. What's the Sally did something on the seashore, didn't it? What's the Sally seashells? See, I'm going too much Fight Club. You're talking about Sally's. I'm going. I didn't do Sally's. Sally's, 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 Sally's this wasn't Sally Week. I tend not to bring Sally up unless it's Sally Week. I hate Sally. Yeah, me too. Well, Chris, welcome back. Thanks. Good to be back. It's yeah. been, it feels like it's been a while. Yeah, it has. I think it's been like six weeks. So yeah, it's been a while. It's been six weeks. It was long enough that in my house it was a conversation of whether or not I should still be doing this or not. <laughs> I was ex- I was hoping, expecting you to uh, talk a lot today. Just to make up lost time? But part of it, yeah, part of it is because I've been doing a lot of talking. I, I backed off last week and... It went okay. Yeah. Although, <laughs> I don't know if we good. got many listeners. Yeah, we did all right. Or responses. Anybody rate the... The response thing is not... We're not getting responses. Nobody's texting under no. the... No. The Spotify. So everyone download Spotify. Yeah. Or uh, the, the... If they're listening on Apple, they're not getting... We won't get responses, yeah. so... Yeah. Everyone get a better phone than Apple. Yeah. No, don't go there. <laughs> Just so you know, I, I'm going to send you this, but anybody who has an Apple, we're racist against Android users. Oh, I know. I know. Green people. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, though, I heard that Apple buys their phone screens from Samsung. So. <laughs> no, they have some poor Chinese seven-year-old building them for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're just kidding about that, by the way. We probably, we probably aren't. Yeah, <laughs> Quick disclaimer before we get the banner put up. Are on there any balloons episode. floating on our side? I mean, we don't want to. We don't know what's being heard or what's not. Yeah, you don't think they're listening to us, do you? Always. <laughs> okay, here's the ultimate in them listening. So Jackie um, did ice cream, homemade ice cream, at the women's study last week. Just mentioned the story to me that she borrowed the ice cream maker from her aunt. Today I got an ad saying, uh, check this out. And now an item from Amazon you might be interested in, an ice cream ball. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. They listen. They hate it. They hate it. listen. Was that was that the last season of Parks and Rec where they had the, the makeshift company that would Ron Swanson <laughs> the droids that were out yeah. flowing around and yeah, talking around was. people? We're just making sure that we are aware of what our people like. doorstep and the drone and shotgun in the sand. I'll tell you what I like. I like to be left alone if the NSA is listening. I'm not sure you have to worry about them. <laughs> you don't know my history. Well, minus fishing trips, I think we're okay. Yeah. We're, we were off a little on the average this week. So we were below average, as we talked about last week. We had 19 listens. Um, and that, So the, the episode before was episode 9. We had 28 listens that week. So, so are we the below average Joes? We are below average Joes. We, had, we decided last week we haven't hit average yet. So <laughs> Room to grow. Uh, Is that by our metrics or other people's metrics? Because we could just like make it how we feel in a given day. Uh, sure. We're like, hoping you being back is going to raise the, the yes. standard. Well, that's I think that's going to be a very disappointment to you. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the title, how much value the title has, you know, in the age of clickbait and stuff. Nah, I yeah. guess I won't want to 
No. We should put something like all caps exposed. Yes. Bombshell. Brad Miller's bath bubbles of choice. <laughs> I think I think we just title it lumber sexual. Like yeah. oh, someone's got to click on that, right? <laughs> so I titled last week's "What to Look for in a Man." That might have scared some men away too. I don't know, but yeah. I, I don't actually, think I don't think I would click on that link. Yeah. I actually thought it was one of our better discussions. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, Chris, you weren't here on Sunday, but uh, we have somebody who's bringing a smoked brisket Thursday night for the shoot. For the, the shoot. Yeah. My dad picked up the clay pigeons today, and uh, cool, cool. We're we're in good shape. So if he's bringing a smoked brisket, then we're not worried about hamburgers. Then we're gonna still have hamburgers. But he was, I I won't share who it is with you, but he was. He was nervous that he was going to be stepping on my toes. He goes, I know guys are territorial about their grill. He goes, but I, I had this brisket that I was going to smoke and thought I'd bring it. I'm like, you have me? You had, yeah. had brisket. So, no stepping on toes there. No, mm-hmm. not at all. So, um, we should be good to go. I'm going to go over and mow the lawn tonight. and Jackie's going to clean up and hide all those things that she doesn't want the guys to see. I don't know what those are. <laughs> well, if you hit a couple 308 shells, never mind. That was all it is at you this afternoon. Did you shoot any of my chickens? No, I almost hit them with him on the way out, though. They want to get out of my way. We got six so in did the you house, get, Did you get the answer why they crossed the road, then? Nope. I asked them. <laughs> Not but they did cross in front of me, so... Did you invite your father, Ryan? No. After the story you told me on Sunday, it sounded like he needed he need to, to attend. Yeah. You saw his father on Sunday? Oh, Ryan told you. Yeah. Told me a story about yeah. Because I think Mark's been listening. Like I've I've gotten, you know, like he thumbs up to uh, thumbs up. He gave it a like on Facebook. And, he made me. He I don't. Made I don't want he does anymore. So shout out to Mark. Yeah, Mark Marti, if you're uh, if you're listening, drop a comment. <laughs> Share with a friend. Subscribe. Hit like. We'll drop in comments visit. where there's no replies. So, yeah. <laughs> Ryan's squirming over here. <laughs> My dad doesn't want his name out there at all. And he's in the witness protection program. Boating accident. All right, so that was seven and a half minutes of nonsense. What should we talk about today? I have a starter question for us Beautiful. all. What this week did you do that was manly? What did we do this week? We do this. I played. I got 18 holes of golf in on Saturday morning. Wow. There you go. First time I've gotten 18 holes in in a summer total. Uninterrupted. Like, since like 2019. Wow. How'd you play? I, I hit the ball a lot. Yep. Uh, got your money's worth. Definitely got my money's worth. We went with a buddy and we, we definitely played cart golf. So wherever my ball went, his ball was sure to follow <laughs> and we didn't have to crisscross too much. Um, Short game was pretty good. I was, which is usually the worst thing for me because you know you lose that spin and that control when you don't get to play. And I had some nice backspin, and it was fun. I'm going to nod like I understand what you're saying. It was fun. That, that's 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 the only thing I did this last week. I'm gonna have to go back. Basketball is not your sport, was it? I'm short and I'm white. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and that's not racist. No, it's reality. It's truth. That's right. Ryan, help me out. What'd you do? Let's see. What did I do this week? If you want to think about it, I've got a good one. Yeah. I thought about whether I wanted to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think... When I heard a story on Sunday about someone in Boy Scouts uh, smoking tea or something like that. Yes, you did. So I I went home and pulled out my pipe, <laughs> tore a bag of Earl Grey, poured <laughs> <laughs> it in my pipe, oh, and lit it up and gave it a try. It was awful, wasn't it? It wasn't. It wasn't too bad. It tasted like <laughs> it tasted like Earl Grey. You know, by the time you're done with it. Oh, you are my hero. <laughs> you forgot the do not try this at home disclaimer no, in that story. I should have made That's oh, funny. I was reading online while I was doing that about, you know, will smoking tea kill you? And, <laughs> As he's puffing. And there are people who smoke tea. They mentioned green tea. 
as a substitute for tobacco, mm -hmm. thinking to be less harmful, and there's some uh, maybe some health benefits to it, but there you might get you don't get the nicotine, but you might get some caffeine huh. in it. So back to the capillaries in the tongue. <laughs> there's no there's no research on it, so uh, there's, there's they don't say one way or another, but it was. <laughs> I, I don't know. Does that? I think that's manly. I think it's manly. It was I think you're manly manly. until you announce that it's Earl Grey. <laughs> 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 his defense, it's a more manly way of consuming it. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Well, it is Earl. Yes. It's a breakfast tea. It's black tea. Oh, it's a, bre it's a breakfast tea now. Oh. So, uh, to, to give you a kick in the morning. And the caffeine. But, uh, yeah, and there was fire involved. There's always, yeah, that's good. Anytime there's fire I learned how to hook up the PTO drive on my tractor Saturday mm. and hooked up a, a tiller and then I spent the rest of the day tilling my food plots and laying out seed and um, I got, I was on the tractor at nine and, or working on it and was on it till eight o'clock at night, had a hamburger mm. and then recorded a podcast with Emily about forest management. So. Saturday felt manly, and yeah. now I'm on day three of feeling sick. So you do yeah, the math. There you go. Well, I spent all day Saturday mowing my lawn. Mm. Supposed mm. to be a two and a half hour job. But I, you guys are all talking about working, and I went and played golf. My, my lawnmower wasn't working, and I fixed, fixed it mm. Saturday morning. And I fixed it again Saturday afternoon, and I fixed it again Saturday <laughs> evening, and it's still not working. I've been told, Ryan, that you are not really farming until all of your machinery is broken in some way, shape, or form. Well, I was talking to my wife about that. I mean, we have two chainsaws. They're both broke. We got a Lerati mower. That's broke. We still have a rototiller, a push mower, and a weed eater. And I hate using all three. And they're running, running like a champ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. You're going to weed eat your whole lawn, then. You need an engine block hanging from your front tree or something. Yes, there we go. Yeah. There it is. We gotta have the transmission hoist out there. <laughs> a couple cars on blocks. Yeah, my cousin's a diesel mechanic up north, and I was texting him, "Okay, could it be this problem?" Like, well, it doesn't sound like it, but maybe. <laughs> what about this problem? No, I don't think it's that problem. Diesel's a very different yeah. engine, though. Yeah, it works on compression. I told him I'm ready to slap a for sale sign on it and buy a new one. He's like, oh, but the fun of it is tinkering with it. Oh. <laughs> Not when my foot's aggressive, uh, a foot tall. I need to. It's just about getting the job done. Exactly. Yep. Um, I don't even. Oh, we talked about correction on Sunday. Did you have a, a manly. I'm sorry. So you I asked a question. Yeah, I asked a yeah, question. I moved my fiance and my sister both out of their fourth floor apartments. Ooh. Yeah, that Monday. Did you, did you have a very big window to throw everything out? Oh, I wish. <laughs> Just shut it all out. You're my new hero. <laughs> I'm not sure that I love women, my wife particularly, or my daughters enough to move them four floors. That's all. It's a good thing down. I don't listen. Uh, <laughs> we hope. 50 steps. Oh, yeah. God, I did have help. It wasn't just alone. <clears throat> you went up more for... often than I did. I, yeah. I, uh, oh, that's right. You took time strung to the, the bag, bag up. bag on the van. Oh, I think I should turn it around the other way. <laughs> yeah. Just turn a little. Which way does this strap go? You come down from your seventh trip and he's out there smoking Earl Grey. If it was early in the morning, it would have been green tea for the caffeine. Yeah, yeah. You see. Oh. Maybe a nice chai. <laughs> oh, boy. Do not try that at home. You signed for an apartment, too. That's manly. You did? Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Going to be, yeah, going to be out in Geneseo. Wow. But still going to do the Average Joe's podcast, I hope. We stick around Hope Chapel, you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not that you, not that there's any pressure, but uh, we like having the younger faces. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. It, it's just really not nice the same church. in the morning without you going. Good morning, church. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Yep. Awkward silence. Well, I have a, I have a question. I sent everybody the article today from, mm. yeah, from Fox News. I didn't read it. Yeah. Yeah, that proves well, it. Yeah. The, the, the question is, is like the absence of man, 
that we see of what we, what we believe to be biblical manhood. Are we seeing the absolute effects of what that looks like in society today? Would society ultimately be different if men still were biblical men? Oh, for sure. Yep. And not just completely mm-hmm. made to be feel irrelevant. I mean, I... I keep that we always, can't contribute. I always say the whole, it's the whole tough times make hard men, hard men make good times, good times make soft men. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a society of soft men, mm-hmm. and all, which ultimately leads to unbiblical manliness in men. And I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing what we're seeing. So, so how long are those periods if we're measuring hard times and soft times? We're clearly living through some hard times now. There's with the economy and social structures and drug use and all of these things that are on the rise. We should feel that the next thing should be coming, that we should see a rise of men by that logic. Mm-hmm. And right. I think we're starting to. I think we, yeah. I mean, when Definitely. you look at um, like some of the, the social media Influencers, you know, the Jordan Petersons, the Nick, I can't say his last name, Fajita or Fajita or something like that. Nick okay. Fajita? Um, I'll send you guys. He's, I mean, he's just solid. And, uh, oh, that one congressman? Or yeah, Senator? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I like him. I like him. I haven't seen him yeah. yeah. Um, I think things like Fight Club, things like uh, even Average Joe, we've recognized it and we're beginning to move. In directions, I and and I think we got to be careful how we describe soft men too, um, mm-hmm. because it's not unmanly to no. have emotions or not feelings. It's not, not unmanly to cry, um, but I think it is unbiblical to not stand on principle mm-hmm. or to just let things go the way they're going. Um, so you say it's not unmanly. The most profound Bible verse in the whole Bible is what Jesus, Jesus wept. wept. And you yeah. can't say he wasn't manly. Right. Mm-hmm. Most profound or most easily re- remembered? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, the, the, the article like that I passed along, it kind of reminded me of another article that I had read years ago, and it was back in the, the wake of Harvey Weinstein and everything that was going on in the Me Too movement. And the, the, the topic of the article was, you know, in the absence of the night, beast devour the maidens was the name of that. So in, in the process of demasculating men to be good, quiet, you know, non-obstructive people. Have we created a society now that we're full of wolves and and prey? Mm-hmm. And does society... No, under, all things are possible through God. So, you know, God could cause a revival and bring back that biblical man... Society in the world, we know, will always be contrary to that. So if prey is increasing and there aren't men to fight off those beasts, who comes to the maiden's aid? Well, well it's, I mean, it's the, the age-old quote where the only thing it takes for evil to win is for good men to do nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but I'm, I'm not so discouraged that I don't, that I'm, I feel like we're not seeing any good men doing nothing. Like, I feel like I'm seeing good men more and more rise to the occasion and saying, okay, enough is enough. I had a conversation with a guy from a church that I won't mention um, for fear of giving it away. But um, on Saturday, he said, we've, we've tolerated um, the, the push of, well, we're going to, we're going to deal with, we're going to allow homosexuality. We're going to allow this. We're going to, and he said, but they are, they have finally gotten to a point where they said this pronoun stuff, this, um, I'm a guy, I'm not a guy. I'm a, you know, I don't know what I am stuff. That's the, that's the straw that's breaking the camel's back for them. They're, mm-hmm. they're about ready to not only leave the church, but leave the denomination. So mm-hmm. I think when it gets ridiculous enough, some people, it, it, that might be what motivates some men to stand up and say, okay, this, this is it. This is enough. I'm not going to let somebody uh, identify as a, as a woman and then go into the bathroom with my child. 
Right. Whether it's legal or not, my response is going to be the same, mm-hmm. and I'll go to prison for that. Mm-hmm. So, there, I've been doing an interesting word study for actually my secular job. I'm uh, supervising this lady for uh, her counseling degree, and she's a Christian. So we've been studying uh, the biblical word for madness, which would be like psychotic mm-hmm. examples of mental illness in the Bible and uh, in the Old Testament was one of the first ones I think was uh, in Deuteronomy where probably after Moses says you know blessings and curses if you if you obey uh, God's commands you'll be blessed says mm-hmm. your you know your bread basket your your flocks and uh, your women and, and and everything will be blessed but if not then you won't have those blessings. You'll have curses. And he also says, I will afflict you with um, madness. Hmm. And um, we understand that, you know, interpret, interpreting is tricky, can be tricky, because that was God's covenant with Israel. But we also understand that God revealed principles of just the world. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm planning to preach on July 2nd on uh, the psalm that said, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And that refers to Israel, but we, we understand that he doesn't limit it to Israel. So, and God judged some secular nations, some, uh, some Gentile nations. So I understand that these promises don't necessarily all apply to Israel. And so I think... I think uh, that kind of uh, blessing or cursing relationship with God <clears throat> could be happening in America now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, as you say, men, biblical men, fail at their duty. They have, therefore, brought curses on America. And look around at, at uh, the madness. I mean, when people don't even know what gender they are, that... Uh, that's insanity because you look at uh, yourself in the mirror and you don't believe it. I mean, you, I don't even remember what technically the definition of delusion is, but it is some version of that. You believe something even in the face of evidence, facts to the contrary. I don't believe reality yeah. is mm-hmm. delusional. Mm-hmm. And you got to wonder, you know, we can talk mental illness, we can talk about just being really, you know, being too smart, you talk yourself into some crazy thoughts, philosophers can do that, and, and I suppose maybe some people, but I wonder if, if God hasn't, um, you talk about his permissive will versus his, uh, uh, what's the other, I think they're both P words, but he didn't necessarily cause this, Passive. but permitted well, um, you, you think about Romans 1 where it talks about them giving them over to their sin and their yeah. wants. So he's, he's made himself known. He's, he's shown himself through creation itself. He's given, like, you can't walk through creation and not at least have a small voice in your head going, there's no way this could happen by accident. Mm-hmm. To having this, this full-on sin that is so evident that it's just this reality and you're you're talking about this idea of madness and, and mental health and i'm thinking of you know a conversation we had another point about man being born and created to create mm-hmm. to bring order and to do these things if mm-hmm. biblical man fell asleep at adam which we know he did we're not living up to what our creations are we're supposed to be builders we're supposed to be fathers we're supposed to be husbands and these these warrior spirit spirits and we've been subjugated to taking a back seat and made to feel things like it's our fault. We're not living as God created. That would give way to madness. That would give way to feeling insecure with myself. And that's going to lead to drug addiction, pornography addiction. It's going to go to not being satisfied at my jobs. It's going mm-hmm. to be not satisfied with my wife. It's not satisfied as a dad. And because Did we're you not... read my notes for this week? <laughs> no. You just, you just hit on a whole bunch of stuff that I'm Oh, I guess you got to change up your sermon there. No, no, no. I don't have access to that. So Sometimes God repeats himself. I'm just, I'm, I'm just taking the conversation here and something that Ryan and I have talked about before, and it's just this idea, and I think that's a direct correlation. If we're not living to what we're created to be, yeah. 
that leaves itself to points where we might find ourselves dealing with more mental health issues and more addictions sure. because we are not living as God created us to be. Yeah, and society is not necessarily allowing us to live that way. Mm-hmm. So I was in the car on the way home Sunday, and we were talking about that last song we sang in church, um, I, I Speak Jesus song. Yep. And I was telling my wife how I think that's the most powerful worship song right now. And we were also talking about how we feel the church as a whole, we kind of live up to that. Mm-hmm. How we speak Jesus, Jesus in the community. But the one phrase that always gets me is, I speak Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Come on, preach it. <laughs> you got it. I speak Jesus over my family. Yeah, mm. me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How important is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's going to start, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not going to, we're probably not going to really impact our community until we're able, until we're impacting our families and yeah. speaking Jesus over them. Mm-hmm. When we moved into a new house and had a young family, we we went around and kind of blessed each room, especially the, the bedrooms. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm not charismatic, but I believe the devil is real and, and there's power in the name of Jesus. I don't, and, and so we, you know, we would uh, pray the devil out of you know, the, pray the name of Jesus, power in the name of Jesus. And we, we had a little picture, it's a guardian, guardian angel. And guardian angels are biblical. I forget where it is, but uh, one of the Michael being the most powerful. Just well, that's right. right. Michael, that out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stay <laughs> humble, Mike. Stay humble. I have a, I have a sh- basketball shot over here that I can bring back up. That that doesn't. <laughs> Second place, Gabriel. It's not like Mike. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So we we and we of course taught the kids how to pray or young early on and uh, and that, but. Uh, look how my kids turned out. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, yeah. I, think they're, I think they're doing pretty good, Brad. <laughs> it's powerful, the powerful. I heard a, an interview with an exorcist online uh, related to the uh, nefarious movie I've been pr- promoting all along. They had a Catholic exorcist on site while they were recording the video. And they had some interesting... Uh, experiences and uh, maybe it'll come out on DVD sometime but he was um, praying one night uh, facing away from like uh, windows to the outdoors he, he heard a, uh, a chanting a female voice chanting the, uh, behind his ear and uh, there was there was what you would consider uh, demonic um, interference with what they were trying to do there, and the the Catholic exorcist was actually impressive. I heard an interview with him. He wasn't crazy, uh, like you know, shouting and and uh, throwing his arms around, or or with the holy water, you know, throwing holy water around or uh, swinging a crucifix or something. He was very thoughtful about. Uh, why there might be a demon here interviewing people and stuff but in this case prayed um, and at the end he concluded by saying something like and now uh, bow to the the powerful and dreadful name of Jesus or something like that Hmm. it was like powerful language to a demon I mean, Jesus, we sing Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You know, people are raising their hands and, and uh, getting teary and the, the music is soft and you just want to hug someone. To a demon, the, the name of Jesus, you know when the, the demoniac at, uh, at the... Uh, the Garrison. Garrison. Yeah. The, the uh, I can't think of where they bury dead people. <laughs> the cemetery? He was, he was at a, yeah, it was a big cemetery, wasn't it? And what did it do when, when Jesus walked up and said nothing? Ran to his feet and kneeled. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, the powerful and dreadful name of Jesus. And so uh, I've never had to, uh, you know, I guess uh, in an, uh, a manifesting type of situation, maybe because of our preventive measures, but I believe that, uh, that if we encountered something... Uh, cold and scary or, or you're not sure what it is or 
there's a, a voice, you know, it just seems like it's uh, not coming for the person you're talking to. Uh, I think that song is the answer. Mm-hmm. You just say, say the name of Jesus and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not casting you out. I'm not fighting with you. It's Jesus. And I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit of Jesus. So it's greater as in than he is of the world. I'm not even going to try and command you to come out or go to hell or anything like that. Um, if when uh, if you, uh, I plan to, if I get stuck or petrified, don't know what to say or do, you just speak the name of Jesus. Yep. And I, I believe that, that uh, that'll t- uh, stop the situation in a hurry. So Caleb, you mentioned what's the most, ask the question, what's the most manly thing? I think that's right. that is that's it right there. Right, Speak right. the name of Jesus. Right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think you're right. You were gonna say something, Chris? No, I mean we're that was diving down a whole different avenue that I could spend <laughs> a lot of time <laughs> con- con- conversation conversations that I could spend time on. Um, that manly stuff's a good topic. We can go for another week on that. Yeah, I've got ideas too, but. I, I always, I mean, I always found it interesting with like the whole, you know, like you and I have talked about this a little bit, like the spiritual warfare thing, and it can get overused or it can get underplayed, and it can not even necessarily get the full realization of what's really going on. But I always found that that part in Acts fascinating with the one guy trying to cast out the demons, and they ultimately jumped on him because you know in the name of the God of name the God of Paul. Well, I know mm-hmm. Paul and I know Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't know you, yeah. and and jumping on him, and I think. You know, to to not acknowledge the spiritual warfare that does take place, I think, is a trap that the church yeah. can very easily fall into. We want to talk guardian angels, we want to talk angels sure. and saints yep. and Jesus and all those those things, but I'll let that one go. But that was awful. <laughs> Sick guy with the torn bicep. Mike missed another throw. I'm sorry, I thought you said you were like Mike. Can't see this. Yeah, Michael the angel. Um, I think that that is, you know, I think we could do ourselves a disservice by not acknowledging the fact that there are demons and there's a adversary to the throne of God. He is not like God. He is not on the same level as God. Yeah. But there's still an adversary to the throne of God. And, And where I would say, I think you're right. We do need to address it. And the way that I speak to that is, one, we don't have to be worried about being possessed. We're possessed by the Holy Spirit. That's right. Mm-hmm. Two, speaking the name of Jesus is exactly the response. Mm-hmm. Three, I don't understand what's going on always in the physical world. I can't pretend to understand what's going on in the spiritual right. world. Yeah, right. But I sure know there is one. Yeah. And four, to know that the, the demons... Um, are fallen angels. They're angels. Yep. Satan himself is a fallen mm-hmm. angel. Mm-hmm. Angels are not omniscient. They're not mm-hmm. omnipresent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they cannot be everywhere all the time at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I know that they're defeated. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're fighting a battle that's already lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to give Satan a whole lot of press. And the reason why I kind of approach it this way is because there are things that people... Um, in Christian circles, and usually it's it's new Christians or people that have been, well, actually it's a lot of times people raised in the church. There's this stuff that's exciting or, or you know, oh, let's talk about revelation. Yeah. Let's talk about demons. Let's, yeah. And I would rather people hear about Christ. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to say we don't talk about those things. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a reality. We need to. Um, but if, there, if somebody's going to walk away from a conversation with me, I'd rather them um, walk away knowing a little bit more about Jesus than mm-hmm. knowing a little bit more about demons, which I'm just mm-hmm. conjecturing anyway. Yep. So yeah, right. That's that's kind of no, and all and all of that makes sense. And I, by no means do I feel we've got to stand up in a Sunday morning service and sit and have the whole conversation about <laughs> demons and things like that. And I think actually you had one service where you were trying to walk that line between acknowledging that it's real. Yeah. Versus, I stubbed my toe this morning, so Satan's out to get me. Right. Well, you're not even really on Satan's radar. Right. Like, let's be real. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, it gets overplayed, but that's, I still think it's like, I think there's room, and I don't know what, what platform that is to be able to have that discussion. Because I think sometimes in order to really truly 
understand the grace of God and, and the things that we can sit here and say that Jesus was fully man and Jesus was fully God. He was tempted by Satan. So sure. he was on yeah. Satan's radar. Yeah. yeah. Like, so we stub our toe and we feel like Satan's out to get us. What would that really feel like with persecution if we were really up against that level right. of warfare? Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to, as a church, respect the fact that warfare is real. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's the answer to what really is right. going on. Absolutely. You're, you're just up against a lot of warfare, and the way to combat that is just what you said. It's the power in the name of Jesus. It's speaking mm-hmm. Jesus over that. But you still, like an addict can't get better if they don't admit that they have a problem. Right. right. You can't win the spiritual battle if you're not acknowledging the fact that you're in right. a spiritual battle. Yeah, and I think that day, part of what I pushed back on, at least on that day, is that people will say things like, I'm under the spiritual attack. You know, my, my car broke down. When in reality, they're not owning the decision that they bought a car that they should never have bought in the first place. Yeah. They were, were given advice by, you know, Christian people. Or, yeah. you know, though we, we, <coughs> there's this victim mentality in our world. Mm-hmm. We want to always blame somebody else for whatever is happening to us. Yeah. And, that, and in Christian circles, oftentimes it becomes a spiritual attack. Where I do see spiritual attacks pretty regularly is leading up to like a mission trip or leading mm-hmm. up to a conference. Mm-hmm. And some of it is saying, okay, we're, something is really going to happen on this trip or mm-hmm. something is going to really happen at this, this worship service or this prayer meeting because I'm seeing an increase of, uh, of spiritual activity on, mm-hmm. you know, or, or resistance mm-hmm. on Satan's power. Or Satan's side, mm-hmm. um, so it's that's where I have have seen it where it's increased. And, and last year, Levi and I took part in the casting out of a demon, and it was yeah. I don't and Levi shared this too that it, it was the most uh, wild, unfakeable thing I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like when. When Satan acts that way, when the when there's a demonic presence, there is no denying this is this is Satan. It's mm-hmm. not that you've stubbed your toe or that your car broke down yeah. or you know your kid got a failing grade. Satan must be attacked. No, your kid just isn't studying. Or <laughs> you know, it is it yeah. is clear, very clear. This is this is spiritual and this is mm-hmm. beyond me. It is time to speak the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do you think the the, the demonic presence was there uh, so obviously powerfully because of their uh, the animism or the voodoo or, or some you know cultic religious types of things open them up to more th- demonic activity yeah I think they're they're opened up more to that I think there's a, a, a different level of spirituality in Africa a level of spirituality that we in our country have neglected we are the best way I can say it for us, we, we kind of walk around as zombies, unaware of spirituality because, well, we, we've got our, our doctors. If, if I come ill, I go to a doctor. Um, I, I've got materialism and, and monetary funds that I'll just take care of my problems with those things. And it's, and it's lulled us to sleep where they have nothing and they are far more aware of what's going on around them. Incidentally, the church is also growing faster in those areas and their faith i don't want to say it's more real than ours but it is it's definitely it's it's not the last resort where i'm going to pray it's the first resort we've got to pray now for this thing so it's not that it's not here in the u.s it's that it's masked yeah that's probably a better way of saying it yeah well you you can put labels you can put just that you can title something so i I had an interesting conversation with a brother at one point about the idea of all of the mental health issues things like schizophrenia and paranoia is that really schizophrenia and paranoia or is that really like i'm sorry if someone's hearing voices like it's easy to say here's some pills Mm -hmm. get the hell doll out like this guy's not right maybe he really is hearing voices and there's that level of, I mean, the Catholic Church has documentation of exorcism and possessions, but yeah. we don't necessarily hear about them anymore. Right. So I tend to put that in the camp of, you know, the greatest thing that Satan can do is convince people that he doesn't exist, that yeah. he's not real. Yeah. That's right. So, and you brought up the point, Mike, that you see this, 
I'm not sure. This is not the conversation I envisioned <laughs> well, really happening we're today. We're 40 minutes into it now, baby. Um, <laughs> the idea of you see it when there's things that are coming on the horizon, where we're moving, where we're, there's something spiritual that's getting ready to take place. Yeah. Right. Well, then I take that as a challenge to arms, that if we're not seeing it on a regular basis, maybe we're not moving the way that we should be moving. Maybe we're not as, mm-hmm. we're, we're not as in line with his kingdom Mm-hmm. As thinking, because if we're seeing it when you're going on a mission trip, we know that the enemy doesn't want to take that happen. We, you know, we we joke as a leadership group about Fight Club. We come up against all the things leading up to a rally. You know, we've had bad weather. We've had people not show up. We've had the worship leader this last year didn't show up until like five minutes right before the the, the rally started because his alarm never went off. So it's like we can talk about those things like that, but if we're not coming up against a lot of opposition, then I think that's a gut check in ourselves that we're maybe yeah. not flying that banner as high as maybe we should be. Because yeah. if there's no reason for the enemy to oppose us. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, and Jesus himself said it, right? You're going to be hated by the world because the world hates me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the world, how much more so the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. You know what, if we are taking our, our instructions and our, our wisdom and our discernment from God, He's going to put us in places where there is going to be resistance, yeah. uh, spiritual resistance. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're absolutely right. Then we should be encountering that pretty regularly and, mm-hmm. and take that as a badge of honor. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, God, you know, we're, we're encountering this. Must be we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. And, uh, oh, by the way, we can't defeat this, so you, you've got to. If you want us to keep mm-hmm. going in this direction, then yeah. you've got to show up. Yeah. I think um, to bring it back to to our everyday average Joe, where do we see some of that? You know where, um, because not everybody is is taken off for you know the dark continent. Nobody, you know, ha- not every day is somebody, um, you know, doing some major kind of conference. But every day we're encountering it in our marriages. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you you talk about marriage like. Um, boredom and disappointment in our marriage and so then you're on Facebook or wherever it's not hard to find somebody else who's bored and disappointed in their mm-hmm. marriage mm-hmm. that's just as much a spiritual battle mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. well you know there was a, a little article that I had read I don't even remember where I read it from yesterday but it was on it was the point of the that men young men are waiting longer and longer before they right. get married and have mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. from like 19 to like 35 pornography has been rampant and on the rise that that the article called that right out there they're getting their fix mm-hmm. yep. they're getting that part done without having to have the consequences of it so they're not engaging yeah. they're not in, they're not socializing they're not in relationships they're not in meaningful relationships mm-hmm. so what are we doing with that like you're not living another primary function. Yeah. <laughs> God it's, called us to be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. And incidentally, the last six years, the fastest growing population on pornography is women. Like right. it's all of a sudden this gate's been open. It's okay for them now too. And, well, if they're not, I mean, if the men are no longer available because they're in a fantasy world with right. pornography, then it would make sense that the women are now also yep. having to have a physical need met as yep. well too. And on one hand, I'm not surprised because why would you choose to lead a life that calls for more struggle, more discipline, more mm-hmm. responsibility? Yeah. So on one hand, why would you call for that? And that this ties in then with what our discussion last week, mm-hmm. where the a man of God would take that higher calling, would pursue that which is more difficult to build more character and build more closeness to God, it's kind of not surprising. But I tied it in a bit with that's because we, as who are already men of God, need to reach out to them and call them deeper, see the potential in them in our day-to-day lives, raising our, our children. That's a necessity is we need to call them deeper. And when they do, when we do that, and they experience the intrinsic blessing of being a man of God, of mm-hmm. being a man of character, there's, there's, there's an intrinsic reward to that that, yeah. that is 
far superior to, well, I'm not going to do that because it's the wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. But when you do it because it's, or when you don't do it because that is not who God has called me to. Like, it's a whole different plane for me. Yeah. But that's putting, that's living life for something else. Right. That's, that's with the world, little W yeah. wants us to do is live our lives for ourselves. It's instant gratification. It's instant satisfaction. It's yeah. do what makes you happy. Yeah. Uh, be what makes you happy. All yeah. of those, those things where putting yourself as being a man of God takes you out of being number one. You're yeah. living for his life. You're living for his glory. You're living to right. do the things that he's called you to do, which is the natural order of how things were created right, to be, right. you're falling in line with how it was supposed to be. Yeah. And when we're aligned to how it was supposed to be, you go back to what Moses had said, Here's, there's curses and blessings. <laughs> when you're living your life the way that God has called you to, yes, you're going to have hard times. You're going to come up against spiritual battles. It's not going to be always 77 and sunny. 777 and sunny. 777. We've got to have the number of completion. I'm trying to get my perfect number. <laughs> got to have perfection, completion. Um, now you totally broke my train of thought. <laughs> I, can, I can jump in and fill the silence while you remember. But I was thinking of how, Je how Jesus was tempted by the devil. Um, well, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if, if you're experiencing your life, practically speaking, anything that just steals, uh, kills and destroys, and it might be of the devil. But G Jesus was tempted like on, on, to take the easy way out. So always take the easy way out. Mm -hmm. Follow your desires. Like in his case, he was hungry. If you're really the son of God, turn that rock into bread. Mm -hmm. You can. It would be easy. Yeah. Fill his desire, which is not evil, a, a good desire. But it was to take the easy way and and Jesus didn't. He's like, yeah, I I know why I'm here. I've got something to do, and I know who you are, and that's not it. Uh, and so, uh, at least when when we're being tempted by the devil, he'll take a desire that is good mm -hmm. and uh, try to get us to fulfill it the easy way, yeah, with no consequences. Well, with with perceived no consequence, not without any hard work, uh, but. It won't. It'll be a lie. It doesn't fulfill. He'll yeah. pro make promises that don't come true. Oh, it's going to be great. It'll be fine. There'll be uh, nothing bad will come up from this. Uh, and there's no future in it. You think of um, all the sexual perversions out yeah. there. Most of them don't create children. Right. Although you can create children and then just be an absentee father. And, uh, but um, it's it's not fulfilling. And it's funny how often when we do something hard, thank you, Sally, that we actually pound our chests and feel like men. Yeah. And we want we want something. Uh, we want a challenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We want to accomplish difficult things, uh, and um, and those things that have a future. So when when you're building a family as a father. You're thinking about your kids, your grandkids, but you're thinking about being a hero too, changing the community, changing the nation, maybe in the, fu in the future changing the, the whole world, uh, uh, the kingdom of God versus, uh, or the kingdom of light versus the kingdom of darkness, and pushing it back to the, the gates of hell and things like that. Mm. Um, I, I have that kind of vision and it keeps me motivated and, and uh, anything that gets in the way of that is probably the devil. Yeah. I'll have to give you my update on taking over the world. I'm still working on that, but I have a few a few updates for you. Uh, have it, have it, yeah. It's like Pinky and the He, he commissioned all of his kids to take over the world. Well, We're working the, on it. One of the best things you can do is Caleb be, and the be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. <laughs> be fruitful and multiply and do what is right in your everyday yeah, right? each I mean, and every not, day. We're not, none of us here is probably ever going to be the president of the U.S. In, in term, well, no. Term, I mean, Caleb just had a, he's got a plan on taking over the world. I have a plan. <laughs> he's got to start local. Yeah. But I know, Brad, for me, and I'm, I'm going to share this, I've shared it once in church, and I don't talk much about it, but I um, I was at a place where I was uh, was disenfranchised in my, my marriage, was yeah. bored with it, and mm -hmm. pursued another woman online. Mm -hmm. 
um, it was the easy way out. I didn't have to put in the, the, the effort and the hard work. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to um, uh, um, pursue my wife in ways that were, you know, that, that were pleasing to her. I didn't have mm-hmm. to, I mean, it was, it was tempting and it was easy. Mm-hmm. And um, where the, the, the victory, that spiritual moment came was when I went and I confessed all of that to Jack. And um, those were hard, hard days, hard mm-hmm. conversations. And it wasn't just one conversation okay we move on it was it was hard it was hard to go and, and find brothers that would were holding me accountable to stuff and mm-hmm. it was difficult but god's grace god's mercy god's yes. intervention turned our marriage around in a way that i could say there was nothing short of miraculous mm-hmm. i mean absolutely miraculous mm-hmm. and um and it was hard work but I can beat my chest now and say, dang God, my, my wife is my best friend. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so grateful she hung in there. I'm so thankful that God turned my heart. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that, that he saved me and spared me from, from destroying this, my family. And mm-hmm. it, it is, boy, that's about the most open I've talked <laughs> other than those three, the, the other two guys that were holding me accountable. But, mm-hmm. um, it is, it, and, and this is what, we're not necessarily saving the world or we're, we're saving the world one marriage at a time or yeah. one relationship yeah. Yeah. at a time. Exactly. But it's, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to talk this week in church about, um, you know, Jesus invites Peter and the disciples come to the fire. Mm-hmm. And Jesus and Peter, I don't think had had that reconciling conversation yet. Mm-hmm. And that there is, there is, you know, a, a sense of being able to still come. Mm-hmm. That there is room at the table. If you've had an affair, there's still room at the table for you. Yeah. If you have, um, uh, I don't know, if you've cheated on your taxes, there's still room at the table. Mm-hmm. If all anything you can think of, there's still room at the table, and God's yeah. grace is still extended to you. Um, and we're going to talk more in, on Sunday about how to how do we do that, but. Um, I think that's the, the, the manly thing we can do. Speak the name of Jesus and come to the table, even with all of your crap. Mm-hmm. Come to the table. Yep. So uh, now you don't have to come to church. You just heard the sermon. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost at an hour. I think that's a good place to stop right there. I've got a, can't say, I've got to get going. It's Jonah's birthday today. Oh, yeah. So, guys, we'll see you Thursday night. There's going to be uh, uh, smoked brisket. There's going to be a whole lot of shotgun shooting. There's going to be, I don't know what other manly things, cornhole. Um, we might bring the arm wrestling table. With arm wrestling yeah. table. We'll cry some, you know. Wedgies. Manly, <laughs> wedgies. There will be wedgies. And uh, uh, that is, there's still time. If you have not signed up, and I know a lot of guys have signed up, um, There's you just come. Come anyway. Yeah. There will be food, and there's room at the table. And if you can't make it Thursday night, Come to church on Sunday. 